All right, we are rolling today. Another episode of The Wag. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for joining me. We got today's November 19th, and this is episode number... Ooh, I really don't know. Probably 12 or 13. I have no idea. I don't really care either because this podcast, I'm here to tell you right off the top, is going in a new direction. We're going interview-based only. Interview-based only. I shouldn't say that, actually, right? I probably shouldn't say it like that. We're going guest-based only. We'll call it that guest-based only podcast. It's similar like a Joe Rogan. I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan is basically what I'm here saying, okay? So today we have Blake Cornelia coming on the show. We got into a lot of stuff. Blake's got a very successful underground music career. I shouldn't say underground because he's got millions of views across multiple platforms. Not a big deal. He's the man. Uh, we talked about how he got into music, uh, the pressure he puts on himself and making new music, his process, and kind of everything else in between. It, it, we've had him on before, or actually we had him on the other podcast, Beyond Average, and it went great. So Blake can come on the show whenever the fuck he wants. And I just want to tell you guys again, this is going to be a guest-based podcast going forward. I am going to be bringing on interesting people, creators, inventors, dickheads, whoever it is. They're coming on here and they're going to talk about their story and I'm going to pick their brain a little bit. Hopefully learn a thing or two. We're going to get to the Blake interview now. Shout out everybody. Thanks for following. And uh, I promise more consistent content coming along the way. California was, um, was incredible, dude. It, it's crazy how, um, getting out there was like, I don't, I don't know. Normally I, I tend to overthink things and like really take my time and overanalyze. And that usually just mean that usually just means it's going to result in inaction. Like I'm not going to do anything, right. but, um, my brother Tyler gave me a call and, and, you know, our buddy, Sean Gillen, mm-hmm. um, they just invited me out to live with them for the month in Santa Monica. And, um, on the call, I bought the ticket and I was like, you know, fuck it. Like, let's just go do it. And, and, uh, kind of when else would I have an opportunity to do this? And yeah, sent it out. It was a amazing trip. It literally felt like two days in hindsight, but yeah, I was out there for a month. A month. Yep. What did you now? You, I know you were out there doing some music. Was that like the main reason why you were out there? Was it, or was it kind of like a mixture of, you know, vacation and trying to find, I mean, I'd say it was more like, like it was just more just to get a change of scenery. Like I didn't really, I wouldn't call it necessarily a vacation because I was still working like East coast hours for my, for my day job. But, um, going out there, like I definitely wanted to do some music stuff. I was fortunate that, um, this guy Mako that I collaborate with a lot of the time was also out there at the same time that I was. So we were able to like lock into a few studio sessions, um, another one of my buddies, um, that I'm working on something with his name's Lapierre. He is based out of North Hollywood now. So I was able to go over there and have a session. And then I was able to connect with, um, my other buddy, um, Rock Burwell, who's also in North Hollywood. So it was like, music wasn't necessarily the, the purpose for me being out there, but I mean, it's like what they say is like, you're in that area. That's where everything happens. Right. And being able to just like, yeah, I've got some time tonight. Like, hop in a car and I'm 20 minutes away from a studio session with other people, which is so, um, so far from how I operate typically. Like normally I just work out of my bedroom by myself. So to be in a room with other creative people with a common goal was, was really, really cool. And you say like a studio session, are you, yeah. are you like mainly producing? Cause I know you do a lot of producing in mm-hmm. your own music too. Like, are you, are you producing for other people in those sessions? Are you like laying down bars? What, what's kind of your, your role, I guess, in that. 
Um, I guess like a little bit of both. Um, so most of the sessions I'd say were um, like working on songs for like other people. So like, for example, like the, um, but, but this is the other thing too. They're all very organic. So it's not like I'm coming into a session being like, I'm going to make something for you. Right. Um, it's more of just like, well, let's just, let's just create just the blanket term. Like, let's just, let's start with a beat. So like me and um, whenever I work with Mako, those are usually how the sessions go. It's like, let's just kind of come up with something. Like, let's just see what we're feeling, mm-hmm. feel something out. And like, you know, sometimes they turn into songs and sometimes they just turn into great ideas. And, you know, maybe you get lyric ideas or production ideas from those sessions and you use them later down the line and it goes a completely different direction. But the whole point of it is just to create and kind of like lock in with, with someone else that like brings something to the table that you just couldn't bring by yourself. So a lot, a lot of it was production based. Um, but then I'd say a good half of it was, um, was myself like recording or trying to make something more specific to myself. Um, I don't want to get into too much details because some of the stuff is, is, uh, in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely just amazing just to be so close to, yeah. um, you know, all these people that I've gone back and forth with over text, but now I'm able to be in the same room and, and actually do stuff with. You see a future out there? Like, would you want to move out there full time? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Santa Monica, Santa Monica specifically. Yeah. I really, really loved it out there. I mean, granted I went in October, so like I was like a huge fan of the weather, but, um, but yeah, I, the thing is though, is like the timing is like when it's like, I don't hate living in Portsmouth. I don't hate living where I do right now. So it's not like I definitely could live out there and want to live out there, but it's just a matter of timing. But that, like I said, it's not an if it's a when, so I'll definitely be back out there. I hear you. I, and it's tough because I feel like you can pretty much, you know, it's obviously nice to have Mm -hmm. go anywhere with a studio session within 20 minutes of you, like in California, but I mean, you really do everything from your own house. I mean, you got all the equipment, you got everything. And now being surrounded by creative minds, that's kind of priceless, but yeah, you can kind of do almost everything as far as music and creatively from your own bedroom. No, it, it, I mean, you're a hundred percent right. And that was kind of my realization when I was living out there. Cause like it was me, Tyler and, and Sean living in this, um, in a one bedroom apartment, like they're doing like an Airbnb thing right now. So right. three of us, it was like, it really had like a summer camp vibe to it. But there were definitely moments where I was like, wow, I wish I had my bedroom with my, you know, two speakers and, right. you know, I could turn shit up loud and like really just kind of get into my own zone. But um, at the same time, having that release to be able to go to, you know, uh, my buddy Rock Burwells, who has this like incredible studio set up um, was really nice. But like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that having the ability to create whenever I want um, in my own environment is something that like, you know, I really grew to appreciate when I didn't have it when I was out in Santa Monica. Right. I hear you on that. That's yeah. Comfortability is everything, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Have you ever been to the West coast before? Dude, I haven't. I, I've, I was so close to going. So I oh, actually since I had the West coast, I've been to, I've been out West. It's not to California, mm-hmm. I've like Vegas, Arizona, that area, but I've never, done the whole Cali thing and I haven't done it right and I'm so jealous I, I want to go so bad once all this COVID stuff kind of slows down and it's not like I'm some COVID head or scared <laughs> of me, I just I yeah. want to go and I can fully experience everything and I'm sure you can right now but I'll go I'll go 100% in before I turn 30 like I'm definitely gonna make a full trip oh, yeah, dude. do like a full month you know what I mean or almost you know dude, few- it's worth it yeah you know what it's- I want to ask you this though somebody yeah 
somebody asked me this and I was actually like, I was, I was kind of like baffled by it too. They yeah. said, how long are you willing to do your podcast? Like with an unknown outcome. And I was like, huh. And cause they, they, they said like a future, like, what, would, are you going to do this when you're, when you're 32 and you don't, you're not making money off it still. I was like, I, I oh really know. And so I guess I'm kind of, I, I couldn't answer it fully. And I kind of gave like a bullshit answer. I'm asking, <laughs> yeah. How, like, how long are you willing to put in all this effort with your music without like a, you know, a, a financial outcome or, or whatever your outcome is without hitting that outcome? Well, I think, so I think the thing is, is like, you don't, don't look at the end result. Like, obviously like, yeah, it'd be nice to make a ton of money doing music, doing podcasting, but like, like, look at what you're doing right now. It's like not making a ton of money off of music, right? but I'm still going to keep doing it to make more money off of music. But if I don't make enough money off of music, I'm going to stop doing it. It's kind of like a, it's like a catch 22. It's like you didn't get into podcasting or music in my case to make money. You got into it because you love doing it. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, no, I'm never going to stop creating music. You know, I'm never going to stop sharing music. It's just kind of like you go at your own pace. And if money comes, at least in, in my case, this is how I think about it. If money comes great, but like I didn't get into it for the money and I'm not going to get out of it for money. You know, like I'm not going to be like, well, oh, music's not making me any money. Better give up on that because like making music makes me happy. So like, why would I stop doing that? Like you're perfectly okay with living a normal life, working a 40 hour job and just making music on the side. If it doesn't work out, like you'd be maybe not okay with it, but like, you know, you, you, you'd accept that outcome and just be like, you know what, I'm making my music and it is what it is. I guess, well, I guess that is, that's a little bit of a different question. I think the thing is like, it's more of a question of, am I content at the level that I'm at right now, keeping on with this, this, you know, 40 hour a week job and making music in my bedroom on the side? I'd say the answer is like, no, I wouldn't be content with that because that is just, I would have plateaued. There's no growth there. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, there's no, like something has to change. Um, but it's not a financial thing. You know, if it's like, if music starts taking off, it becomes, um, you know, more of something where I can see, I don't know, I can see it paying dividends. I don't need to be rich off music. I just need to be able to support myself off music. And right. I think there's a difference there where people associate like making it as being a billionaire or like for me, making it as like, can you support yourself doing what you love? And so, yeah, 100%. Um, and maybe I'm just starting to ramble here, but like, yeah, no, I, this is not, my current situation is not my forever. So a lot can change between now and then. And I would definitely be, I'd be pretty upset if I just plateaued. If we were, if you and I were to hop on the phone and we have this conversation and both of us have not made any progress in podcasting or music 10 years from now, yeah. I think we'd both have to, we'd both have some other problems we have to yeah. figure out. I have to reevaluate that one, right? Yeah. Like what are we putting in today? That's going to benefit our tomorrow. Well, and that, obviously it'd be nothing if, if we're at the same place. The person who asked me the question is like a kind of like a hard nosed person. And like they, they yeah. have their life figured out more than I do. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were, they weren't asking it to be critical. They were, they're sincere. They were like, like, how long are you willing to do this for? And I was like, I, it's not about like making money. I mean, it is obviously like you ideally in a perfect world, you'd like to make yeah. money. Everybody loves your shit. But I, I kind of was just like, like, I believe I can do it. Like, it's not like it's a, yeah. not an ego thing, I guess. It's more just like, mm -hmm. I know, like, I, I truly believe I can do it. I'm going to try until I feel like I can't. So I, I said, I was like, I'm going to do it until I feel like I really am just like wasting time. Because right now, yeah. I don't waste time. I enjoy doing it. I, it's kind of similar to your music. Like, I'm not 
I'm not necessarily going to start going to change my life right away with money or anything like that. But I, I genuinely like I, I find joy out of doing it. And I think that's kind of priceless. I, yeah. I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's like, why, like until it stops bringing you joy, why would you, why would you stop doing it? You know, unless it's like interfering with some other aspect of your life. And it's like, there comes down to some ultimatum situation, which first off, I can't even think of a life scenario where it's like, yo, you can't podcast anymore. You can't make music anymore. You have to pick like, that's a bad situation to be in in general. So figure Mm -hmm. that out. But like, it really just comes down to joy. Like, why would you like, it's like people that let's use golf as an example, because I know we're both golfers here. Like I'm going to play golf until I can't physically swing a club, even though I leave the course nine times out of 10 ready to snap every club in my bag. I'm not playing golf to be rich. I'm playing golf because it makes me happy. Mm -hmm even though it also makes me mad, but you know oh, what I mean? It's like, no, exactly. It's like a double-edged sword. Right? I can not like you can, you can do things for fun. It doesn't have to be, and you can make a career out of things that you enjoy doing. It's just, I think shit takes time. And for a lot of people, um, they don't, they're not patient. Yeah. They're just not patient. They're not in for the long game. Well, you bring up like patience and whatnot. Like, do you, do you feel pressure to start like releasing new stuff? I mean, I, I, you have a much bigger fan base than we have like the podcast and I, I can imagine there's I mean I know I do I'm like yo I want to hear your new music and stuff yeah it has, to, it has to maybe not frustrate you but I like for me I want to make sure every episode's really good and I know I'm not like you're at a much different level of what you're doing you've been doing your music for so long. like I'm kind of yeah. this whole thing still so I put a lot of pressure on trying to come up with creativity and whatnot and I it, it does affect that doesn't like ruin my day or anything but like if I try to do something and it doesn't work out, I'm like, oh, that fucking sucks. And it, and it kind of bugs at me. I imagine if you try to lay down a beat or something and it doesn't come out, it'll probably bug at you. Like, do you, do you put that kind of pressure on yourself to like, I, I got to make good music. I need to get it out there as fast as possible. Or is it more just kind of a process? I think it's, I think it's just more of a process. And like, I can't, and like, I can only speak to the music thing just because it's, it's just a different industry than yeah. the podcasting world is. Like every episode, everything you touch is like, I think it's so on brand and so well put together. So I'm not seeing this. And you have to keep that in mind too. Fans don't see the sweating behind the scenes. They only see the final products. So like to a lot of people, it looks like, oh, they're doing that effortlessly. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's just the, the beauty of a good product. But anyway, um, with music, I know, you know, I think, and I'm sure my fans could attest to this. Like I've never really, I hear people asking for new music and I hear people like I get messages that are like, when you drop a new stuff, I got a message the other day that was like, Hey man, did you just like lose the drive to make music? Like when can we hear new stuff? And it's that shit, I guess would bother me if it wasn't for the fact that I know that I'm still making music like every single day. Right. Like if I, if I wasn't like sitting down at my computer, like I guess if I were pretending and I was just like, oh shit, I haven't recorded a song in five months. Like these guys are asking for new music. I haven't even thought about music in five months. Then I'd feel some pressure, but then it goes back to like, I'm in it for the wrong reasons at that point. But to answer your question more succinctly, I, um, I just think it's worth taking your time and going at your own pace. Like you at the end of the day, you know what makes a good podcast. I know what makes a good song. Um, you're gonna have days where like, I sit down and I try and make a beat and I literally have beats memoed. And I might've mentioned this last time. I have beats that I save as this is a bad beat. And then you flush it out and you move on to the next one where you step away from the computer or mic and like, you know what? It's not here today. Maybe it'll be back tomorrow, but like you can't really put a deadline on creativity. So 
I kind of just feel like why rush it? You know, yeah. it'll be ready when it's ready. I'm working on it. I just said, I think you hit it there when you're saying like, it's not like you're not making music day to day or yeah. you're not music. Like the fans or whoever's waiting for the music, they think it's just overnight, but like, I mean, it, it probably takes you months and months just to come up with like a concept for what you want to do. You know what I mean? It takes, it's more than just turn the fucking the mic on and start rapping. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's just so much that goes into it. And like, even just from the podcast standpoint too, it's like, like you said, like sometimes you sit down and you have this idea in your head and you think this is how it's going to go. It sounds great. Um, and then you sit down to actually do it and it doesn't work out. And you in that moment can accept and say, this isn't to my standard. This isn't what I think is good. And at the end of the day, like you're the one who's curating your content. So right. like fans will like, or not like whatever you put out, but you're the initial gatekeeper. So if it doesn't sound good to you and you're not comfortable with it, like you're doing your fans a favor because if you think it's shit, then like your fans are probably also going to think it's shit. So I just think it's, it's better to wait and just kind of be, I don't know, be critical of your stuff. Yeah. Not too critical that you go a long time without releasing stuff like in my case, but like you don't think it lives up to the quality you want to put out. Is that why it takes so long or is it more than that? Uh, I, I think there's probably some of that in there because like, I just want it to be as good as it can be. And, and I think we're talking, we talked earlier about, um, you know, wanting to progress and have this like constant growth and like not plateauing. And it's, I'm get I get myself into a problem where I'll make something and then I'll sit on it. And then a few weeks go by and then I make something that I like better that I think is better. And I'll sit on that. And now we're, we just keep going up this, this stairway to heaven type thing mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, the next thing is always going to be better than the thing that you're working on. Um, which is something I just need to kind of get over and accept that like, um, like if your next song is supposed to be your best song, but no one hears any of the songs prior, it's like, what is it all for? Because right. the fans don't have the benchmarks that I do of looking through my drafts and running through something I recorded back in March for something I recorded last weekend and seeing that comparison. So I definitely need to get over that and just release more is what it comes down to. But yeah, I think, I think there's, there's like a healthy balance. Like you don't want too much of something, then it kind of becomes watered down. And like, yep. I compare it to like, this is, this might be a bad comparison. This is my own personal feeling. Like the rapper, like, like the baby, he's mm -hmm. talented. He's great, but it seems like he releases new music every two weeks. It almost feels like, and it's very similar to what it was two weeks ago. And it's yeah. just, I, I feel a lot, Russ, very similar. Another artist, mm -hmm. a lot of music. And it's like, does it get too watered down? I feel like there's kind of like a healthy balance. I think, it's funny you mentioned DaBaby. I saw this um this tweet or something the other day that was like DaBaby is one of like the hottest rappers out right now, like undeniable. He's on everything. But like you said, everything he kind of puts out sounds more or less similar. The beats are the same, the flow is very similar. And I'm not knocking him. Like he is like obviously a mainstream success. Yeah. But someone tweeted they're like, Why is no one on his team getting him in the room with producers or engineers or people that are going to challenge him musically right to make something that hasn't been heard because you have the fan base when you're as big as the baby to kind of like shape like drake does this you know like drake sure. could rap over a symphony and it would go it would be the number one song in the world and then like suddenly symphony trap is going to be the genre because like drake is able or drake has the confidence to and look at me sounding like I know what Drake's saying no, or like the no, baby, but exactly you're saying you're on point. But, I know exactly what you're saying. but it's that idea of like getting out of your comfort zone, and I think, um, like, I want to try new things. I don't want to just get onto some 
some sad trap song right now and like auto tune the fuck out of my voice because like, cause that's what people are into right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to make stuff that, that I don't know that I'm really, really proud of. And, and I think elevates my sound or um, I don't know, it just sounds different than what I'm hearing on the radio or yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. There's nothing yeah. wrong with trying to be original. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, at the end of the day, it's you nobody yep. gets good or bad. It's your fucking music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had someone else ask me this. It's kind of, yeah. kind of a similar question. Do you have any desire? And I am not saying I am even close. Mm-hmm. To, do you have any desire to like be famous at all? I was just talking about this with my boy Mako the other day too. I was like, no, that's, I don't want to be that guy selling out the Staples arena because that's not the kind of music I make. That's not the kind of person I am. I'm not like a center of attention kind of person. I love the idea of like, like, like if I can be any kind of famous, I'd rather be famous on Spotify. I'd rather have a million monthly listeners, but be, but be a guy that can walk down the street and like, it just doesn't, it's another day. Right. Like, like the anonymity of, um, of, I think making music, especially in this, like the pandemic that we're in is like, you're just a, you're a profile that people can go to and listen to music. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't really, no, I have no desire to be, to be famous or anything like that. Yeah. I want to be, I think above all, and I think, I feel like a lot of people say this is that I just want to be respected, like in your industry to be respected. Like I would love to be the artist that musicians fuck with. Yeah. That they're like this guy, like sing some high praise for that. Not like, I don't care if Joe Schmo is, I mean, I do. And I'm thankful for every listen, but like, if this guy tells me his song is trash, but like, doesn't make music then that opinion doesn't really matter to me right you know kind of like a kind of like a bon iver like everybody loves his music but like he could walk right past me i would yep. know what he looks like you know and then he, he yeah on us he works with taylor swift he works with everybody exactly and hey like that'd be nice yeah you know, that'd be that'd be cool to be him i'm down with that I'll, hey i get on that yeah. trip <laughs> chill. But, but, but what about you though let me just flip that back at you um like is your goal like in the podcast to be like like what is your like what's your plan yeah. Are you trying to be as, as big as they can be or are you trying to have like this niche following? All right. So ideally I would like just a big enough following to support yourself. Just like you're saying, like yep. mm-hmm. enough money off whatever advertisement, social media, whatever the merchandise, whatever it is, but just yeah. yourself and just make a comfortable living. I don't need a bunch of cars. I don't need a bunch of houses or anything. Mainly like I just, and I know I'm not there yet. Like I can, I can confidently say I'm not there mm-hmm. But like I know the style of like show and the style of interview that I know I can do with like the like a an interesting guest. That's why like I love having you on because th- there's a lot of kids that I know and that are personal like you, but not too many of them have you know very successful music. As far as like oh, a, thank you. an artist, man, like that's it's very successful. So I guess as far as like what I want, I just want to be able to do my show, my own style and for it to work and to support myself, whether I get paid millions of dollars or maybe I get paid $80,000 a year off advertisements and it's just enough to support myself going forward until I figure out something else, whatever yeah. it is, I'm down because at the end of the day, like it's, it's what I want to do. And I know that we can do it. And especially like with me and Christian, like we have, there's been so many days where we've been like, we, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that. And then like just gradually over time, it's became Instead of we have to do this, it's let's do it right now. And like the attitudes change yeah. from 
what can we do to what, what are we going to do today? Like, what, let's figure out another way to be entertaining. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of fun. I'm, I'm having fun awesome. trial and error. Um, at, I guess the end of the day, I don't want to be famous. I, I'm not that guy. I definitely yeah. don't want to be the guy walking down the street, like, or, you know, like you said, selling, selling out staples. But if I could, if I could just have a following that supports you and, and is committed to you, I think that's, that's really all you can ask for, man. And that's it. Dude, it's, want. I think, I think you nailed it again. I think just kind of building off that it's like, if like what we do can like positively impact people, like people like listen to us for any kind of escape or, or just cause I don't know, they're pre-gaming or whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, just to, I don't know, have that, just to have that impact on someone's life. And at the same time, like you said, be able to support yourself. Like we, I mean, we even kind of touched on that earlier where it's like a lot of people are like, I need to make a million, need to make 2 million. It's like, okay. I mean, if you can do what you love and, afford the apartment that you're in and afford going out to eat a few times a week and afford a night at the bar with your boys, um, pre pandemic, of course. Yeah, of course um, yeah. then like, then that's dude, you're a hit. Yeah. You're, you're a mainstream success in yeah. my eyes. at least. But you know, that's just my view. little transition here. The, I don't know. Did you see the Taylor Swift scooter Braun thing? Did you see about that? You see how that happened the other day? Um, only just a couple of the headlines. I haven't, Dove too much into it. I mean, it's just really Taylor Swift's trying to buy back her first five albums, the rights to her. Yep. Catalog, right? Yep. Uh, you, I, I, I got you own all your music, right? Um, yes, but nowhere, it's nowhere near as organized as, um, anything Taylor Swift does. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, technically I own all my music. Is that like, like the end all be all in music? Because I feel like I asked you this on a text, I think it was like two months ago. Mm-hmm. I said, if somebody offered you uh, a six-figure deal or you know a couple hundred thousand dollars for the rights to your music, would you take it? And you said, absolutely not. And I was like, and I was kind of baffled by it, but I feel like that's kind of the music industry. People just sell away their shit to these big companies, and then you know they 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 get popular for what three weeks, a month, maybe six months, a year, and then all of a sudden that person's gone. I mean, I could name probably ten artists off the top of my head that have not one-hit wonders, but one real successful album. That's it. I think if any, if you have the chance to own all of your masters and own every single part of the creative process, like I feel like you used to hear the term, like, Oh, I'm an independent artist. And like, that's what the term means basically is that like you do everything by yourself. Like if you want to go shoot a video, it's coming out of your pocket to right. work with a team of people. And like, no one is like you hire the team. It's not like the, uh, the label hiring the team, but like, no, the reason you just want to own all your masters is you just control every single aspect of those songs like where they go um so for if like any taylor swift songs in a commercial like taylor swift and her team are going to get that money as opposed to it trickling down through a label and so on and so forth or taylor taylor could say like no i don't want you to use my song in this commercial right and this might be super layman because i hopefully if if there are any lawyers listening that you know can call me on this please do but like if it's something that Taylor doesn't believe in, but her label or whoever owns her masters wants to sell the song and use it in that, like mm-hmm. they technically can because she doesn't own it. Um, and I, it sounds like you're more familiar on it than I am. Did, I thought I read something that she will be able to, or she is now able to re-record all of her songs. Yeah. So she's able to re-record her stuff. But- awesome. Everything that goes like her first five albums, I don't, yeah. I don't they're obviously huge. Um, 
they're streamed and you know if i click on it on spotify the revenue goes to mm-hmm. the record label or whoever owns the investment company behind it not taylor swift's pocket so yeah. her now she's going to be able to re-record everything which i think is right i mean it's it's kind of crazy that people it, it, taylor swift obviously doesn't need the money so it's it's different with her but there's a lot yeah. of like that kind of sign away their biggest payday and the record get their yeah. label or who or whoever the production company it doesn't even have to be music it can kind of be anything and they get the payday and that's kind of it i've always i've mm-hmm. always wondered music like how is that like that it's such like a, a monopoly by the record company they literally just abuse people's talents you know make money off it and then ditch them it's a machine it's like, dude it's, it's just a machine it's like um and and don't get me wrong i'm sure there are people that are in deals that are like they've just negotiated it or have a good team behind them that like they got a great deal and it's an awesome, awesome relationship. But I just feel like I hear more times than not people being upset at the relationship. I feel like you hear more times than not um, artists being like, man, like now that I'm out of this label, I can start releasing stuff. It's like, it just doesn't, I'm sure the payout is great and everyone has different reasons for like taking a deal. Like maybe your family's in trouble and like, guess what? Like $10 million is going to transform some lives like in an instant. And so like suck it up. But, um, for the most part, I just feel like, uh, I don't know, like you sell out and sell out is another term that I I shouldn't have used, but like, yeah, you get the money and you get the backing behind like a major label and they're going to do all the promotion and they're going to hook you up with the right engineers and, and all these different players that you want to be associated with. But if you don't sell well, if, if you're not really a commercial success, it's, you're going to get dropped. Right. And now you have to perform at this level that your fans or any that are still there have come to expect. And I feel like it just creates, like, how are you ever going to, on your own, promote yourself with the millions of dollars that like a Universal or um, a Sony could mm-hmm. do, you know? Yeah. So kind of touching on like your end you sell beats and i know you you said last time you were on here you were a producer first you were consider yourself a producer first do you like do you like say you sell a beat to an artist and and it takes off do you get like like back end like royalty on that beat or once you sell it is it like theirs um so it, it just comes down to the agreement that we made when we sold it so a lot of the sales i've done have been um really just more out of like a respect thing. Like I'll sell the beat to you. Um, the term, the term in the industry is like exclusive. If I sell you an exclusive, Mm. that beat is sold. You will be the only one that has it. If I am leasing it to you, um, I kind of own the right to be able to sell that beat to whoever, but a lot of these beats, like in those terms, I could sell you a beat for like, let's say $300. And that's probably on the low end for some of these beats that go out there. It's, it's, pretty crazy but that is yours to do with whatever you want unlimited streams use it in videos use it on the radio use it whatever sometimes when you like there are there are beat websites like i've looked at this from the artist perspective too is like hey i'm a rapper i'm trying to get a new song going let me go to this website some of the agreements that you buy into are it's your beat up to like ten thousand streams and I'm not sure what happens after that or who's policing that to be like, oh, hey, you're at 10,000 streams. Now you need to start paying us for every other stream or something like that. Yeah. Um, but all of this to say is that it's really between like on for a lot of the agreements that I get into when I'm working with an artist is it's it's just personal. It's either like, yeah, you just just pay me a fee and like it's good. 
Mm-hmm. Like you can just kind of do whatever you want with it because like if it takes off, great. Like I would hope that my name is attached to the song somewhere out there. So it's more of like publicity for myself. Right. Um, but also like, I don't know, throw me a few bones here and there if you're, uh, <laughs> right? if you're, if you're really raking it in. Yeah, but, put the producer up. Um, but, but that's one way to do it. Another way is to be like, Hey, like we're going to go into this and it'll be like 50, 50, or you come up with like a royalty split is the term. Mm-hmm. And that is probably easier to handle if you have like a major team, just because I know that just from my brother and I kind of managing it with, with some artists, it's like, like we're the ones who have to take in the income from a song and then on the back end, do the math, split it up figure out how we're paying you be, really becomes a business at that point. Right. So for me, I like to just be like, yo, here's a one-time fee. Like you're mm-hmm. good. Like I, if it blows up dope, if it doesn't, whatever, no hard feelings right. onto the next one. Would it matter to you if you took off as a producer rather than an artist or would we, you, you don't seem to have like a, a huge ego as far as like what you, you know, how you view yourself. You seem yeah. confident who you are and like, like, would you, would you be okay with just being a behind the scenes guy, being a producer and, you know, just making music for other artists? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That'd be fine. I think, um, cause like I just said, it's, it's so much easier to like just turn out beats and to make something that is so like, uh, I feel like songwriting is very literal, even though a lot of it is, you know, figurative and it's very spacey and it's, and it is interpretive. I, when I refer to it as literal, I mean like you're putting pen to paper. People are going to hear these words and they're going to be able to dissect it. Whereas like I sit down and I'm just going to make a beat. Don't know what it's going to sound like. I just know as I'm making it, the direction will come to me. But um, that I feel like is just, it just can be whatever I want it to be. And so if, if I make a song that means something to me and then I send it off to a rapper or any kind of artist and they put their own lyrics on it and their own twist and it blows up, that is awesome. I feel like I got the assist on it and I'm totally cool with like taking that quote unquote like back seat. Um, I feel like another avenue too is like if you like, I don't want to call them lo-fi hip hop, but there are a lot of producers that I follow that have millions of monthly listeners on Spotify and they're just producers and it's just beats. It's just things to listen to. Um, I've even tried to rap on some of them. And I've reached out to, to the producers and I'm like, hey, is it like, you know, I want to get permission. I'd love to like buy this off you or talk some kind of negotiation. And they've hit me up with like this response, which I love. It was like, hey, man, I never really made this for anyone to like be on. So I think I'm just going to keep it as is. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Because wow. like you're going to get all these streams. You're still going to keep everything that you have. And you don't have anyone else that's like going to go back to this and be like, like, let's just flip it and say, oh, that's it's no longer a song by Blake. It's, Oh, this was the beat that this guy used or like, I don't know how to describe that, but it's just different. Like it's always going to be this guy's song Mm -hmm. and never going to be, Oh, Blake used his song in this. It's just, it keeps it totally clean for him. And I think that's cool that you're able to uh, grow such a following just off of that. So, so to circle back, I think, um, I think blowing up as a producer would be more ideal because you kind of keep even more of that anonymity that I mentioned earlier. All right. Well, let's keep it there then. If you could work <laughs> with one person as a producer, one artist doesn't could be a band, it could be a rapper or R&B, whatever it is, who would you, who would you want to work with? 
Uh, right now, I'd probably say um, there's this guy Healy that yeah. I'm really into. Um, just as far as like his sound selection and the way he writes songs, and and I'm obviously like I follow all the producers and stuff that he works with, um, and I just love their style. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- that guy for sure. Um, but obviously, like, I mean, I don't know. I also really love like Isaiah Rashad. I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff. He's part of like, he's part of like TDE with like Kendrick and Schoolboy and, and all those guys. Um, but I, yeah, those are two guys I really, really like their style and and just the way they put together a song and and think through it. It's more than just bars and songwriting. It's yeah, those are two guys that I really would love to work with. What about like from like an artist perspective? Like, would you who would you love to be on like a beat with? Well, I I'd probably say the same thing. Um, no. Uh, Healy for sure is someone um, that I that I really really fuck with. And oh, who is this guy? His it might be called Tom the Mailman. Is this mm-hmm. guy I just found the other day? Um, who's like I think even more unknown than Healy. I just want to confirm the name. But I've heard yeah, Tom the Mailman. Tom the Mailman. Um, I'll send you yeah, I'll send you some stuff after this. Great name. Huh? Um, but like I've been hearing, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff the last few weeks, and um, yeah, his shit has been blowing me away just as far as like i can't figure out what genre he's in what uh what like attracts you to new music like what 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 blows blake away like i imagine you listen to music much different than i listen to music like you probably i mean you just just from like a a technical standpoint you can listen much differently than i could you know i I listen just to like mainstream music what what do you listen for um uh, i guess a little bit of everything i mean it's like when i'm that Tom the Mailman guy, what stood out to me there was um, like melody. I feel like melody is always the thing, like good or bad song, like, or not good or bad song, like any genre of music, if it's catchy, if it's like melodic, if it gets stuck in your head, I definitely find myself gravitating more towards that. But at the same time too, it is production. Like I don't really like, not that Avicii or any kind of EDM. And I feel like Avicii fans are like, it's not EDM. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Just like this up tempo kind of electronic music. That's really like optimistic in most cases. I don't, it doesn't really resonate with me as much. It's just not really my personality. It's not to say that it's a bad song, but that doesn't stick with me. So I really like the laid back kind of flows, um, a little bit more relaxed and I'll say electronic, but it's not high tempo. It's like a little bit slower. So when I heard something like Tom, the mailman, the dude kind of hit, all of those like it was very kind of chill but at the same time um very melodic and uh yeah so that i mean that's really what i'm listening for but every song is different and of course too when i'm listening to a song it's like sometimes i don't hear lyrics the first time through because i'm only listening to the production side of it and sometimes it's the other way around and i need to take a few listens to really like give an opinion on something but but melody is always first and foremost um, that'll catch my attention first. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you got anything else tonight, buddy? I'll, I'll let you go. I know it is a weekday, so you probably got to get going. You got anything else for us here tonight? Uh, no, I guess nothing. I mean, thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. It's always nice catching up. Um, and yeah, hopefully I can, uh, hopefully we can, you know, actually have a conversation in person one of these days and, uh, and throw a few back for sure, buddy. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks again. Cool, man. No problem. Thank you.